Hey, welcome to the Legends Corner, man, where only legends are allowed. Today we got a special guest with us, man. Uh, five-time All-American, uh, former NCAA indoor uh, long jump champion, professional track and field athlete, uh, young coach, assistant coach at Arkansas State, man. Great young coach on the Division One level. Uh, even better guy, man, Will Williams. What's up, man? What's up, man? How y'all doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight, straight. Yeah, man. Like you know, what I'm saying let's uh let's jump on into it, man. Uh, you're from Chicago, correct? Yeah, just outside Chicago. Yeah. Talk to me. Where they say? So I'm from a little city called Forest, Illinois. Um, if you do a little background, it used to serve as one of the stops for the Underground Railroad. Okay. Um, so small little city, pop- population about between twenty two hundred and three thousand. Mm-hmm. Everybody know everybody. It's a lot going on there right now. So. I don't really go back too often. How was it like growing up in that area? Um, it was it was difficult, especially with my mom being a, a single mom of five and me being a middle child, which I was kind of always the independent one. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like it was it was a lot of violence. Like people did a lot of things just to you know quote unquote earn their stripes or whatnot. So like it's just a just a product of the environment. But I was just one of them, me and my friend, actually, we were like one of the two who actually just was smart enough to, you know, adapt and get out of that. No, definitely. That's what it what yeah. matters most, man. I, uh, I had a single mother growing up, too, man. So mm-hmm. I know how, you know, the environment kind of creates situations where we got to either overcome it or yeah, get the money. But um, how are you, like, introduced into sports? When, when did that come about? Um. So sports, it was like everybody, you know, the the, the hood or whatever, everybody played basketball. Mm-hmm. Everybody did basketball, football, but it was just like, it was more so recreational. None of us did it in the sense of like, we trying to get to the league and whatnot. You know, it was more so for like street talk. So I started, my very first sport was um, football. Okay. I started football in fourth grade, which is, my mom kind of considered that more God given than any other sport. Cause I, I can just, you can just give me the ball. I score three, four touchdowns a game. Yeah. And also, also was a gifted defensive back. So started with football. Um, then I moved out the hood. I was into the hood next kind of next door, like maybe three minutes away. And my neighbor, he was like number one in the state in basketball. Okay. So that's kind of that's how I got into basketball. He was like number one in the state by the time I got to like seven, seven, eighth grade. Started seventh grade, and I I just could jump. Okay. So the coach just coach just kind of put me on the team just to get rebounds or whatever. I was trash. Um, neighbor was cold. So we won most, we won, we won majority of our games. I think we made the state like two times. Uh, so it's safer, it's safer to say that you was a better football player. That's, yeah, that's yeah, I was, I was for sure better. I was a better football player until I stopped. Okay. Um, running back or receiver? Running back. That's just yeah. I, I kind of, I was one of those athletes that could have, I could have done from yeah. running back, wide receiver, quarterback to defensive back and free safety. Okay. So, um, wanted to high school. I, the, the district I was in, our coach for the football team was kind of trash. So it's like, I was in a position to play varsity my freshman year, but he wanted me to kind of sideline and just learn. And I'm like, I ain't finna do yeah. all that. I'm trying to play high now. School, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to play now. Like, I got the skills to go on better than the majority of the team. Correct. So it's like, in high school, I never had that that father figure who was just like, Nah, you're gonna stay at it. You need to do this and that. 
So it was so easy for me to just be like, nah, I, ain't, I don't want to do it. I'm not finna, I ain't got to deal with all this. So it was, it was so easy for me to quit. So I stopped football. Then I went into basketball. My freshman year of high school, my brother, my, my older brother and older sister there. Okay. Had, um, I guess I spent it like the first, I think the first week, first two weeks of, of high school. Cause you know, they, they do this thing where they seeing throw pennies or something at freshman. And I wasn't one of them freshmen. Okay, so for sure. Got into a little fight. Mom wanted to send me to Mississippi with my grandparents. That didn't last long. I was there for like two months. Came back and then I started to per- pursue basketball more. So then I got on the basketball team uh, freshman year. Played well. But I'm a fast forward because that's kind of a long story. Got to senior year. Got kicked off the team. After I had signed, I had um, signed a basketball scholarship. Ship, okay. So what school was it? It was a, it was a, it was a small Lane Lane Community College. So I signed okay. to Lane Community College. Got kicked off the team like maybe three weeks after that for being a knucklehead. I was I was still I was still kind of a high end. So I was, so got kicked off the team for um fighting a bus driver. The bus was, driver? Yeah, it was. It was what the bus driver? Was, he trying to get you there? Nah, listen, we we had a um. It was a goofy bus driver. He stayed okay. around the corner for me. And he would be like, he'd be cracking a lot of mama jokes. And then this particular Makes time, sense. it wasn't one of those, it was one of those moments where I just, I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, you can't play with everybody, mama. Yeah, so he, he said something about my mama and I smacked, smacked his head. <laughs> I just said, then we get to tuffling and I kind of shoved him off the bus and closed the door. So he told the coach, I don't know why he told the coach because he, he played with everybody like that. Correct. The coach didn't like me anyways, got kicked off the team. Then, so after that, this is how I get into track. Like three weeks until the end of senior year, I'm going to the track just to uh, pick up a friend. And the track coach comes to my car like, why you keep coming to the track just to tease me, this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just picking up a friend. So he like, um, how about you give me, I mean, he said, how about you come out here to see if you can see yourself doing this? Go out there, I get some, he gave me some high jump spikes. We do high jump. I said the six spoke. Then he like go to the bar like, go to the bar like this. I'm like, nah, that ain't for me because I hit my back. So I said, nah, that ain't for me. So we go to long jump. He said, go ahead and jump like you're dunking the ball. Do that. And I jump, I think jump like 22, four or something in practice. He's like, okay, okay. Then he like, um, come to the meet tomorrow. This is Thursday night. He like, come to the meet tomorrow and just see if like, get, the, get a feel of the atmosphere and see if you can see yourself doing this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I go, give me some long jump spikes again. Like, all right, just go ahead and just I want you to run and jump like you dunk the ball at the board, at the whiteboard. So I'm like, okay, cool. So my very first jump was 2310, and that put me at, I think, number two, number two or number three in the state. Okay. And ever since that, it was just like, it was written, like my track story was written from there. All right, so tell me, and we, we can go from like graduating from high school, right? So, mm. you know, you had a couple offers uh, on the table, you know, or, played a couple of sports throughout the years. Uh, talk me through the recruiting story. Talk me through the recruiting process. So the recruiting process, um, so throughout high school, I, I got more, with basketball, I got more offers playing um, AAU ball. Okay. And then with track, when I drifted into track, um, I had one offer from Ohio State, and then I couldn't get into that because my, um, my GPA everything. 
So then I end up going the JUCO route where I got to JUCO and I just excel expeditiously within that first year. Mm-hmm. I went from 23-11 to 25-6. And then from 25-6 my freshman year to 26-3 my, no, 26-4 my sophomore year. Okay. And then after that, I was recruited from literally every school, every school in the nation. Um, oh, so were you at the JUCO, were you in, uh, were you in JUCO one or two years? Two, so two okay. in a, two in a semester. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And a lot of people, like I, t- I tell kids today, like a lot, a lot of kids think that JUCO is a trap mm-hmm. and it's really a better way out. Like if all, the, all these kids think they need to go to a major D1 straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that and go to your dream, you want, I would say go to JUCO to develop more. Correct. That's, that's kind of what I did. Like by my sophomore year, it wasn't a school in the country that didn't, like, didn't want me to come on a visit. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Uh, a lot of kids do look at JUCO as a trap whole time is really yeah. a stepping stone uh, financially better going to yeah. a lot of a lot of jucos in the country like got coaches that really invested into the kids so uh no that definitely was a great way to go you graduated um you know compete at the the juco level why texas a&m uh what was your mentality going to texas a&m why texas a&m <laughs> yeah that's a funny story because I, I didn't I did not want to sign the Texas anymore. Okay. So in junior college, like back to Jugo, um, it was me, it was these two Bahamian twins, Lathon and Latario, which they were the number one, number one and number two collegiate triple jumpers. Okay. Um, me and this guy, Andreas Tchaikovsky, he went to University of Arkansas. We were number one and number two uh long jumpers. And they they left a semester ahead of me and they signed to Texas Daniel. So during my recruiting process and uh, me taking my visits, I'm talking to them about it. And cause they went through a year before, I think they went through a year at Annum before I, um, you know, started talking to Annum. So they went through a year and I would ask them about it. Um, I'm like, why are y'all getting hurt? Um, why y'all not jump? Y'all jump better here, we got the bam. And, and they're like, um, we, we just been dealing with injuries. You gonna jump far wherever you go. That's just the athlete you are. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I initially signed to University of Kentucky on okay. April April 14th, 20, April 14th of, of 2015, I signed the University of Kentucky. Um, so signed there and then that following fall, you know, you have to re-sign your national letter of intent. Correct. So and I was just like, oh, I think I'm gonna take some more visits. Cause I was kind of I was kind of trigger happy with the pen. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Every school I went to, I was like, oh yeah. So yeah, then, this is it. Um, yeah, I was like, this is it. So then the one school that really like gave me chills from the moment I touched down throughout the whole trip was Florida State. Okay. So that was, I think Florida State was my first, Florida State was my first visit coming back um, for the last semester. So I'm there with Coach Dorian and my first day, I'm like, this is home. So took that visit. We were good. Then I took like, I think another, I took another visit to Iowa State, um, just unofficial though, cause that was like right up the street. Took a visit okay. there. I already knew where I was going. Um, and then come signing day, I was back home on signing day and the Florida State coach, he flew to my hood or whatever, and we were about to sign in my school. And right when I'm about to sign the, uh, I think their academic academic um, committee or whatever, they wouldn't send over the papers. Cause I guess they, 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 they were dealing with like, I don't know if you're familiar with the APR point system. Um, not, not as much, no, not too familiar. So in, in short, the APR point system is like the points that um, 
you get them by the number of athletes you graduate. Okay. So I'm a student athletes that graduate and they kind of, so I guess it's kind of how you said their success is what kind of hurt them because they sent too many athletes professional and track and field without graduating. And then gotcha. by me coming there, being a number one collegiate um, long jumper, they kind of thought like it was kind of like high risk. Right. And what happened like the, um, so the disciplinary for what happens if you get to like zero, or I think I think it's zero or negative one or something like that. The entire se- the, the entire team has to sit out for a year. Mm. So it's like he told me that, and you know couldn't go there no more. Correct. Thanks. So at this point, I'm kind of fed up with the recruiting process. So I just called Texas and them. I'm like, um, yeah, I will I will want to come on a visit there. So I went on a visit. So last minute, it was like it was during the dead period. So I went there on a um, I think I went down on a Thursday. It was a Thursday or Friday, and I was only there for one day. And then I, I just I just signed. Because I was just tired of it. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, the twins are here. I'm like, maybe we can we can come here and we can dominate like we did in Juco. Um, so I signed there. And that was that. I went there in January. That was the start of my NM career. No, definitely. And then, what was the next question about NM? Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, like, what was what was kind of like the mentality going there? You know, because you're in a whole other different environment now. So Yeah. So um, since I started long jump, the goal, anything I do, my goal is to be the best at it. Like, I'm very studious with my craft. Um, and my ability to process knowledge is, is kind of unique. Mm-hmm. So going there, I'm like, I want to be one of the best sprinters, and I want to be the best jump in the world. Okay. That was easy. My mentality, and everybody, everybody on the team got that. And it, it rubbed off on people. It, it rubbed off on people the wrong way. Um, like I'm training with Fred Curley, Chavez, Hart, Dion, Lindor, Braden, Templin, um, the twins. So these are all world class athletes who still some of them still compete. Um, right. First of all, rest in peace to Dion Lindor and Chavez Hart, who recently passed. Uh, Dion passed. I think it was early this year, late last last year, and Chavez Hart just passed. Um, like last month, I believe. So. Okay. so rest in peace to them Definitely. Um, so it's like being there and every, all the guys have egos and it's like everybody has the same mission everybody wants to be the best um, not just the best in on the collegiate level we're trying mm-hmm. to be the best in the world we're trying to make these world teams everybody had that same goal so me coming there it's like it's it's new me you know I got pride I got my ego correct um, you know, so I came there. And they and and one I don't I don't normally talk like talk smack unless people talk to me. And they, and they they brought it out of me and and they thought like it was going to be like one of those things where I just moved to the side and I was never that. So I came there, took a guy spot on the four by one, and it was like a, it was a lot of tough love coming on until like I had to earn my stripes. Correct. But yeah, it was, and um, it was it was real tough love. So. And. Wrapping up the AN, you know, the AM career at the end, you know, you finished as a the 2018 Indoor uh, NCAA long jump champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were also a first team All American ACC champion. Uh, as you look back on your, your collegiate career, uh, both in Texas and Iowa, uh, talk to me about the experience. Talk to me about those, those thoughts where uh, you talk about your college experience and the success. Um, so, Junior college, junior college is like that's family, right? Like not not just within 
Iowa Western, not just within a program that I was in specifically, the whole junior junior college where junior community junior college community where there's Barden, uh, Iowa Central, mm-hmm. Pines. Like we're just all family. Like we're all so well connected that a lot of people would never understand. Okay. Um, and then like AM, they're like like Fred, Fred Curley, Lindor, all them guys, they're like brothers, you know. Like mm-hmm. we are we're like we like we're all kings, like we're all we're at that next level doing right. what we, we we doing the best we can, like we handling our business, like we all have a common goal. So but like Juco, that's 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 real family. Uh being an athlete, track athlete, who are one of those um other athletes that you looked up to? Whether it may be past, present. Who's that? Somebody you modeled? Nobody? None of them. Um, I, I studied all of them. Okay. From from man from man to woman, uh, man to women. Um, I've studied all of them. Like I said, I'm very studious. But as far as like having someone that I uh, like looked up to, like I want to be be like them. Nah, that that was that was that was never my like cup of tea. Um, okay. The the closest person I would say that I really maybe fanboyed about was probably Kobe. And when I used to play basketball, that's why I used to, I used to you know idolize him more so. But yeah. as far as track, it's like um, I see these guys, and it's like it, when you're in a position where you have the talent and ability to do what these guys do, but better or better. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't look up to them because it's like I'm looking up to them, and then like two, three years later, I'm beating these guys. I'm gonna probably come to new the uh, next model or so. Right. So I never just looked up to anyone. I I talked to a few um, um Dwight Phillips, who he's my coach. Um, he used to be a mentor to me. Then now he's my coach. So um, as far as that, but no, I never looked up to to a track field. I feel like I want to be like him. No, definitely. But even Kobe. You know what I'm saying? No matter what sport, you can definitely grab something from Yeah, yeah. Kobe um, for Kobe sure. Brian, yeah. definitely mentality for sure. Uh yeah, did I'm you not- face any did you face any like adversity kind of transitioning from a student athlete to uh maybe a professional athlete or, or uh coach? Oh yeah, d- definitely being that I um I ended my my uh collegiate career hurt. Okay. So it was it was it was a lot going on with that. Um I was in denial for a minute because I, I just had a thing at AM where, where I was kind of indestructible. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can run, I can run a relay with a strained hamstring. I can jump with a bruised heel, ankle, and things like that. I was kind of like indestructible. So um that last year when I got hurt, it was like I was in denial for a minute. <laughs> I was like, okay. nah, it's gonna be I was like, I was still, I was I got hurt at the West Regions that year, and I was still trying to uh compete at nationals or compete at right. USA. So I'm like, I was, just, I was in denial for maybe like a month and a half. Um, trying to, trying to, um, you know, go into that professional career. Like it was, I'm like, okay, let me get an agent. Let me try to get into some meets. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that was an eye opener was, I think after like two or three weeks um, after NCs, my coach that I was with, you know, he knew he knew that my season was done, but he know I was ending now. So I'm like, come out, come out to the track so we can uh, we can train and whatnot. And he recorded me sprinting, and I looked at the video. I was like, Yeah, yeah, wow, it ain't me. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was like that. I I looked like I was running in slow motion, and I was like, oh man. So that's when I came to realization, like, okay, like I can't, I can't, I can't finish the season off. Cause my thing, was, my thing was always if I can run, I, can, I if I can run, I can jump. So right. it's like I just looked so slow in that video. So I'm like, all right, I, I just got to shut it down and focus on recovering now. And then, so after that, um, once I accepted it. I was in a I was in a weird space mentally. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I was closed off. I didn't really want to talk to nobody. Um, I just got in the car and drove to my grandparents in Mississippi and was there for a few days, just disconnected from everyone. Um, then I started the rehab process, got back into it. And um, my first my first year out, it was it was kind of rocky because I kind of after after I got clear, the agent I was with and the coaches I no the agent I was with we kind of rushed into some things okay so it was kind of rocky but this year i think this year was probably this year is probably the first year that i don't actually got back to myself and feel like myself how important was like their their road to recovery because i talked to a lot of like athletes um at the university of tennessee and you know just even the young athletes uh just really trying to get them that motivation once they do get hurt like you got to kind of embrace it so um, yeah Talk to me about the, the road to recovery mentally and physically. So the, the most important thing is um, being patient. Mm-hmm. And then after that, patience is, is listening to your body. Like, because um, I understood when I got hurt, I understood. Like, I didn't understand in the, I didn't understand it in the moment, but I understood exactly why I got hurt and the main reason that my my main reason is because I didn't listen to my coach. Okay. Um, so the thing is we were doing it, we were doing four by one exchanges. And then after four by one exchanges, I had a couple of approaches. It was kind of a chilly day um in Sacramento. I think it was, yeah, Sacramento. And then I'm doing my approaches and my approaches, it was just, it was just like all off because I was coming, I was coming with so much speed at the time. So mm-hmm. then I got like I my last one, I was like, two feet from behind the board. And then my coach was like, nah, that's it. That's done. We're done. We'll get it tomorrow. And I, I, I of course, had like a bunch of, like a couple of fans and whatnot right. on the side. So I'm like, nah, I got to get it right now. Yeah. And then on that jump, my groin just was like, like, oh. it, it just, like it just pulled, yeah. And then like thinking back, I'm like, damn, I should have I listened to my coach. Mm-hmm. I should have listened to him at the time. But then uh, the process is just like, it takes a lot of patience um, and like day to day, you got to take it day to day and week to week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like I had an athlete today, he hurt his hamstring like uh, a couple of days ago. And then he like, can I do this today? I'm like, no. He said, why not? I don't feel, I don't feel no pain. I don't feel anything. I'm like, let's not feel no pain for another week or so. No, definitely. But yeah, it's just like not rushing the process. Um, and then it's like dealing with injuries. You become, so more you, you become so much more in tune with your body so it's like now i, I listen to everything my body says mm-hmm. gotcha. <laughs> like if I, yeah if i feel one thing i make the adjustments right away like i don't i don't i don't take those type of chances anymore and it's like it teaches you to do the right things to prevent to prevent certain things like a hamstring strain or a bruise achilles and things like that correct correct and yeah. after all the you know the pain the injuries the success the awards um, and having a really just a successful career, you know, still up to this point and you're still, you know, working. Uh, what made you coach? 
because uh, when I think of coaches, especially like young guys like us that come mm. from a, a demographic, uh, that's really like our giving back. So tell me about that thought process of, of going into that group. Um, so for me, it was, it was actually a lot deeper than um, just coaching. Um, mm. So in, in 2020, we know COVID and everything hit. COVID was kind of like a, a dead year for everybody. So I was actually at um, I was in at the Birmingham meet with Arkansas State and Coach Patchen and whoever, and we're talking to Coach Patchu, and I just jokingly said like, you know, if you ever need a coaching job, let me know. I mean, I mean, if you're not a coaching job, but if you ever need a coach, just let me know. And I was really joking, like I I didn't have the slightest thing in mind to coach. I'm like, okay. nah. like I was just playing with him. Um, right. So then, like um, a month later. He contacted Sharika, like, what's Will number? And then she like, she like, Will, my boyfriend? <laughs> and then he's like, yes. So uh, he called me and he told me about the position. He's like, we're not going to put too much on you. I understand you're still training and, and things like that. I'm just asking you to coach the long jump and the triple jump and um, do a, get a couple recruits. Right. And like, I'm like, uh, I don't know, coach. Uh, give me a couple months to think about it. <laughs> And they said, all right, up when I didn't know Rush. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. We'd Sweet. like to have you here. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> like, um, so I I I sat on, I really was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like it it'd be too much to take on mm-hmm. while I'm still while I'm still training myself, whatever. And then um, so my grand that my, he offered me that job in um like the middle of March. It wasn't it was it was like a month or so after they conference. Okay. No, a month or so after they that meet they had in Birmingham, which is the beginning of February, like middle of March. So then my grand my grandfather passed in the middle of April mm-hmm. due to um COVID at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But um so when he passed, I just I kind of felt like I count I kind of felt very empty in a sense. Cause I always pride myself and I, I had three wives to do what I do what I do. That's my grandmother, my grandfather, and my mom. Mm-hmm. My grandfather being the biggest wife. That's that was all he was always my biggest role model. Mm-hmm. So when he passed, I kind of in a sense I felt like I ain't I didn't have a reason to do do what I did anymore. Like I was in a, I was in another like I got hurt in 2018, mm-hmm. lost my grandmother the end of 2018, had a rough 2019 then 2020 came and then all this was happening. And just like, I just felt like I didn't have a reason to do anything. Right. So then, I, then I really sat back and I started just looking at the bigger picture and it was like, okay, what can I do to impact others' lives? Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's when I decided to call Coach Patrick up and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take the job. I'll, I'll, I'll come out there or whatever. And it's like, it was kind of like a win-win, win-win situation. Um, I come here, he like, he allowed me to train. He's very lenient with my schedule. He's very understanding. So it's like, and then I, I felt like since I've been here, I've made the necessary changes. Um, I'm seeing a lot of new things in these athletes and the program as a whole and coach Patrick as well. So I, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, coach Pat, man, great guy. Yeah. Um, and speaking on the A state fam, like, we luckily have you, man. We really uh, need great young coaches that bring, you know, uh, new ideas to the program. Yeah. 
uh, but also being like that coach that can relate to the kids as well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, and you speak on impact and impacting the kids. Uh, you being in a coaching position and some, you know, a lot of times a mentor position, what is like the generic advice that you give to uh, your athletes? Stay positive. Um, like at the beginning of the year, I always have them um, write their goals down. But this year I had them just tell me the goals out, out loud so I can hear them. And the difference from this year, uh, from the first, from the fr very first week that I got here, I had money to do it as well. I had to write their goals out. The difference from that time to now is so much, like it's so, it's, it's so much bigger. Like, it, like it's a, it's a huge difference. Okay. Cause you had them think like, um, thinking like, I just want to make the conference finals. And now I have girls like Janae, like I want to run 10, nine. I want to make the national team, um, mm. have long jumps and I want to jump 22 feet. And it's just like the mentality and the change is just so different. No, definitely. And for those who will be listening, tuned in, interested in a career field similar to yours, Will, uh, what advice would you give them to be successful? Um, Stay within yourself and don't pay attention to the negative feedback that you're going to get from others. Because when people found that I was coaching in and training at the same time, like, and, and it's, it's guys who are well-known in the track and field world, big coaches, say, right. like, you're, you're not going to be able to coach in train um at a high level great this year it's like i just made my folks my first world team right training and coaching and and my thing is like if you can find a balance and whatever you want to do in life go for it like right. you can juggle three four things at the same time like the the, the part the, the only issue that comes with that is what people try to withhold you from mm -hmm. i love it man i love it when you got any questions I think we got them all tackled, man. Like I said, I appreciate that for sure, man. This was a great interview, bro. Um, like I said, from the A-State alumni, track and field alumni family. Dog, we appreciate you. Uh, wishing you nothing but success this upcoming season for not only A-State, but, you know, you as a professional athlete. Praying for nothing but, uh, you know, PRs, great time, and, you know, nothing but success. Oh, yeah, this year going to be crazy. No, definitely, definitely. We'll keep updated, bro, for sure. We appreciate you. All right, no problem. All right.